Welcome everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous. I'm one of your hosts, DK Diamantes, and I am a Warhammer Greenhorn. I've been learning a bit week to week from my co-host, Bricky. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. It's the, the pieces are coming together. I don't know nothing anymore. Bricky, you have done a fantastic job of giving me some insight into this crazy wacky warhammer world that's a lot of w words but uh greenhorn greenhorn i'm a greenhorn man haven't you ever watched um oh what's that crab fishing show all the Uh, deadliest catch my dude they're they're greenhorns. All the new guys are greenhorns. Hey, I love Deadliest Catch because those those dudes are more manly than I'll ever be. They get hit with like a forty pound hook in the head, and they're like, "Ah, fuck! I gotta lay down for about a minute," and then yeah. get back up to throw the hook back out. Yep, those, yep. Those they dudes, get hit by a hundred foot wave, and they're like, "That's ah, nothing." Gentle ah, breeze. Don't worry about it. Get, get back, get back in there. Fling, fling your hook around. You're fine. You're fine. I actually, I, I really will, liked that show. Actually, I, I would say the deadliest catch is if you catch our Patreon. Ooh, uh, oh, Patreon.com/slash/adeptusridiculous. And have I've been, we've been told of, to shout out things this time. You want to do it or should I do it? Because you I do want, it. You do it. Okay, I want to meme on Shy because Shy is just like, why aren't you shouting out the benefits? You got this benefits going on. So you know what? If you want to join the Adeptus Ridiculous Patreon, you get awesome things like an exclusive Discord server, awesome behind the scenes content like bloopers and special art that we commission entirely for you patrons. And because of that, we've actually reached over seven hundo. Which means we are only three hundo, about three fifty, away from a thousand, <laughs> which will end up throwing out weekly episodes, and we can record more because even with weekly episodes, when you really think about it, there's only like what fifty-two weeks in a, in a year, mm-hmm. so we will have plenty, plenty of content to be discussing. The damn Loch Ness monster, three fifty. Anyway, <clears throat> so. Wait, we have what? a continuation. It's it's a South Park reference. Don't worry, because you know the the damn Loch Ness monster is always wants three fifty from Chef's dad. You know, the truth. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't, <sighs> don't think I, I, I haven't look, seen that look, much South Park. I'm sorry. Look, man, the cool kids will get it. All right, the cool kids they'll understand. They'll man, post we're, memes. We're, on we're talking to Warhammer fans, man. None of us are cool kids. <laughs> 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 we're all cool kids now. It's fine. Don't worry. But so today is a continuation. On last time, I think last time we ended with uh, the Emperor's kids getting uh, yeeted out into space, um, and now he's going to look for them, yes? Yes, yes, it is uh, the time for the Great Crusade. The uh, All the Primarchs have been yeeted, the Emperor is now, he has reformed the uh, human, like, people after a bunch of Mad Max-ass people got all fucked up. And then he has signed his uh, pact with the Adeptus Mechanicus, and they have created the Imperial Navy, and you got the Imperial Guard, and now it's time for him to go on out and find all of his boys, get his boys back. And and mo- more so, it's more than just getting his boys back, but like as he's going, he's establishing colonies and all the other planets. He's also kind of like, hey, I got to do what I did at Earth and get you guys working up again and, and all better. So that's okay. what we're discussing today, and this will be the prelude to the Horus Heresy, which, Ooh. oh, yo, man. So the Horus Heresy is like an 11-book series, and I will, I can only do such so well yep. with it, um, I, but we'll get to that when we get to that. I will have a big disclaimer before that episode, because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to skip out on a lot of details. <laughs> It's crazy when when I first started getting into this, everyone's like, "Oh, dude, if you're gonna get into Warhammer lore, you gotta read the Horus Heresy. You gotta find out what happened there." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Let me go check it out." And I went on like Amazon. I was like, "Okay, where do I buy these books?" And it's like, "Oh, there's only eleven of them, and they're all like three million pages." And I was like, "Oh my god, is there a it's, Cliff Notes version of this?" This this is the Cliff Notes. You're we're we're listening to the Cliff Notes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. When we come to this episode, a lot of people, because this is probably going to end with, like, how they're slowly turning to chaos. 
Um, mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times we meme and we're like, oh, well, it's all Magnus's fault, right? And then what? it's like, oh, well, it's all, well, that, that's one thing. Oh, there's also the Magnus is nothing wrong. We'll talk about that next episode. Oh, okay. um, but then there's also the, it's all Lorgar's fault. But then you get to the, it's all Erebus's fault. And there's all these, like, whose fault it is. At this point, if you keep doing this so much, it's kind of like the idea where it's like, well, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, Hitler was bad, but his mom birthed him. So in reality, it's really her fault. <laughs> and then her mother, it's like, you can't, you can't you can't go that far deep. You know, you can't go back. It's like that little kid who's constantly saying why. Oh. Like why? But why? But why? It's like yeah. you gotta stop him at some point. Eventually the, the eventually the answer is shut up, child. <laughs> so Okay. Anyway, let's begin. The Great Crusade. So, as we remember from last time, we went all Mad Max. The Emperor mm -hmm. has uh created the prototype Astartes. Fixed the world of the Mad Max problem, and then using himself and his fancy-pantsy custodian guard, which we'll have an episode on probably in the far future, um, killed them all off, right? Yeah. Then sure the Admech became a, became a thing, and then, uh, yeah, in a, pretty, in a pretty fucking horrible display of, uh, of betrayal there, Ems, Big Ems. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I was uh, listening back to the last episode, I was like, oh... I the, I thought the Thunder Warriors did something wrong. It was like, nope, the Emperor was just scared, and he was just, boop, boop, here's a knife in your back. And I was like, oh, cool. Or like like a simtar or oh, whatever the hell he stuck. Because they're they're yeah. very they're very big boys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'd be hard to stab one in the back. It'd be like pricking him in the heel, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> giving yeah, him sure. a flu shot. Um, <laughs> but uh, so as time has gone on, wait, so the Admech eventually create their own group right mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. basically like the emperor started creating his his normal prototype astartes now he's making his astartes legions his uh big space marine legions using the genetics of the primarchs that he you know obviously still has but you sure. know the primarchs themselves aren't there yeah and as he was building it like could he have taken over mars absolutely would he have lost enormous casualties and a huge like issues combined with all of the space marines, of course. So in reality, it kind of came down to the idea of like, okay, these Admech boys, they I don't like how they cut their arms off and replace them with robot arms. I don't like <laughs> their weird religious cultness, but they have like a million forges. They've got tanks yeah. galore, ships galore. I'm gonna become friends with them. And the Mechanicus truly look at him and they're like, oh my god. He's so smart, and his technological skills are so impressive. He must be like a prophet of the Omnissiah, or like a like a descendant, or, or some people might even think he is the Omnissiah, and you know they believe oh. in the Omnissiah. It's it's a little hard to see where the Admech believe the Emperor is because they don't really worship him as such like a god, but he might uh -huh. be like an avatar of the right. machine god. It's weird. I don't know if it's yeah. like. A, like how some religions have like the 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 saint or the uh, the prophet or whatever. Um, point being, that, they're they're buds now. That's pretty impressive. Like for the Admech to have that much of a force that even the Emperor's like, I mean, I could, but ugh, let's not. Like I don't really feel like tangoing with them. I could, but oof. That's, yeah, that's a big deal. It's it's weird because like Admech in their own right are kind of squishy. Because like even though they have a bunch of metal bodies and stuff, they they rely on on force fields and and like little tendril little bits. But mm -hmm. the Admech themselves, it's more just that their guns just are, <laughs> they have they have Titan legions and knights and giant warships. Like mm -hmm. they just really hurt. In fact, ironically, if you ask somebody what the best shooting army in the game is right now, the actual tabletop game is probably Admech. They're oh, okay. They just oh my god, the amount of damage <laughs> they put out. It's pretty nuts. But anyway, yeah, um, every mini I see of them is just like, hey, look, I've got several mega cannons on me, and it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, every tentacle has a gun on it. It's so weird. <laughs> so the next thing was the you know the warp storm. So that ship was burst, and the warp storms all settled, and now they can do interstellar travel again. So they headed their way out to go find people and to expand their empire. They went to all of those planets that were cut off prior. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, interestingly enough, some planets were so good that they actually survived. They kept oh. their uh, their thing going. They kept surviving for five thousand years and. The, and when they arrived, they rejoiced. Parades, 
feasts. The, the emperor arrived as the Stardis arrived, and things were great. Okay. Um, I'm assuming every planet was not so fortunate. Sometimes they would get to a planet, and it was just bones. Uh, sometimes oh. they get to a planet, and it was so radioactive that they just couldn't land on it because they nuked themselves to oblivion. Oh, boy. It sounds like Ad Mech's work. <laughs> it, or the or Death Corps' work. Or the Death Corps, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it uh, depends on the planet. Definitely, it was a rare sight to have the planet be totally okay. Sometimes they this. were in... <laughs> you got to run into way more bones and radiation than you do happy to see you parades. And not just that, but also more of those techno-barbarians. You'd find a couple insane Mad Max level ones where they had to subjugate or exterminate. Right, right. So you had some of those. But as time went on, as the Emperor made his way out, he was finally reunited with his first son. Uh, in the mining world of Chthonia which you probably will never hear about again because I don't okay. really, really care. It's um, <laughs> the only thing of note that happened there. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's whatever. Um, he found his first son by the name of Horus. Ah, uh, the boy. The boy, Horus Lupercal. Uh, Horus, one of the things that makes the Horus heresy so sad is Horus, as the first of the found sons, he and the emperor grew really close they truly had ah. a very unique bond of like like a fatherly love and friendship. Like Horus legitimately loved the Emperor. Um, after this time, as they kept on going to find new people and stuff, Horus and the Emperor like tag team fought and saved each other's life consistently. Oh, and Horus was also really nice. Like Horus is consistently referred to as the nicest Primarch. He is he oh. ha, he is the most persuasive. He has a genuine care for his brothers. He like huh. uh, he he obviously as time went on as as the emperor found more guys, he secretly still wanted to be the emperor's favorite cuz you know, mm. you want to be. But sure, you always he, want that spotlight. Yeah, he really liked his brothers. He truly huh. You ever meet that kind of guy when you start telling them a story that you think they might not care about but they look legitimately interested in it and they actually want to know more? He's like mm -hmm. that with everything. He's constantly, like, actually cares. Huh. It's See, very in, in, impressive. In, in my head, for some reason, I thought that Horace was always kind of, like, shady and shifty and manipulative. But he, he's, he's, he's a good guy at this point. Like, he's not, there's nothing shady. He's not, like, plotting world domination or the, you know, overthrowing the emperor or anything. He's just, he's just cool guy Horus? He he is arguably the most lawful good Primarch of all of them. Oh, wow. He he might literally be the goodest of the boys. Like... Oh. Like, I, he's... I, it's kind of hard to... Which is why the fall is so, like... Is so, like, uh, engaging. Deal, yeah. Um, but no, I truly believe that he is the nicest, the, the kindest, and, and while, yes, he is manipulative, or he can be, because he's so persuasive mm. and... and uh, such a good speaker that he's not manipulative now. He'll become manipulative later, but later at the gotcha. moment he's just caring. Okay, um, cool. I didn't realize that. Didn't realize he had saved the emperor's life at one point. They saved each other's lives often. They were like tag teaming in fights. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's. I mean, emperor's pretty strong dude. As a you know, that's. Well, Primarchs okay, cool. are just mini emperors, you know. So when you think uh, about that's it, that's true. That's that's true. They've got the same. Yeah. This okay. Gotcha. So he was given command of the. I think it's the 16th Space Marine Legion. There's 20 total. Um, uh -huh. The 16th Legion, which was the Luna Wolves, uh, which actually Ooh. pretty fucking cool. Um, the old that's Luna a cool Wolves. Name. Yeah, they're they're super neato. I actually really like the old Luna Wolves. They um they had a pretty interesting color scheme. They're like black and white with like a big wolf head. Kind of humorous because the Space Wolves are a thing now, but you know. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I was going to say it's kind of weird to have so many wolves, but it's like, oh, I guess the Emperor really loves his, you know, furry legions, but whatever. Yeah, you know, he's, he's got his own thing. Um, <laughs> so, each, so remember that thing I told you before, the Imperial Truth? The, the concept yes. that, like, it's humanity's destiny to rule the stars, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's very, like, uh, industrial, nationalist, imperialist, expansionist kind of feel to it. Okay. Um, but that's the you know that's the idea the the philosophy he has is that this is our divine right. Well, mm -hmm. actually, divine right is wrong because he didn't believe in religion. Uh, but oh, you know, it was, yes, it, it, true. Yeah. It was their rights. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so after 30 more years, he found uh, on the frozen world of Fenris, he found the Wolf King, Lehman Russ. And then after that, he found Alpharius of the Alpha Legion, Rogel Dorn, Lionel Johnson, uh, Ma Magnus the Red on Prospero, Lorgar hey. of the Word Bearers on Colchis, Engron, Perturabo, etc., etc., etc. And he, eventually, as time went on, he just found he found all the boys. He found all the Hooray, boys. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. And during this so period of time, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, so the only one that the Emperor, like, really loves, though, is Horus. Like, the other ones, he's like, cool, you're back, but Horus not, is the one? Not quite. Okay, so it's not the fact that he doesn't love the rest of his sons, because he probably does. The mm. problem is that it's just like, I don't know, you're firstborn, you know? Like, obviously, this isn't oh, okay. his firstborn, but it's the first he found. Right. There's a certain, like... A little bit of a difference, and as he never had kids, because he's like 10 feet tall, man. Like, I don't know how that would work. Wow, um, that's a big boy. Yeah, he's... like, I, I don't know how he would do that. Like, when you think about it, it's just, I don't know yeah. how, yeah, yeah. So, so it's that's more a, that's like, a visual. He's, he's the firstborn, so he obviously has, he's just a little more special. Like, anybody that has siblings is like, oh, yeah, the, the oldest sibling is always the one that dad loves the most. He loves all of us equally, or so he says. Yes. But obviously, the firstborn has a little bit, he's a little more special because he's, he's, you know, he's always going to be your little baby. Yeah, absolutely. And while it's not, he's not necessarily the firstborn because they were all built at the same time in sure. a lab. But yeah, it was the, the first, first one, one he found. found. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty uh pretty big important part of that um to kind of show that bond that that arrived in there so now i want to talk about another really interesting character real quick called malkador um malkador the sigilite so what a name what what <laughs> a malkador. name right so <laughs> name. malkador this is an interesting guy i i think we should have a whole episode on him because i love him as a character i think mm -hmm. he's super interesting um and and pretty sad but he is arguably the Emperor's closest friend, uh, oh, okay. his, his best bro. And he is a pretty much a normal human, but he's an extraordinarily powerful psyker. So ah, and he's a scholar. That makes sense. Sure. So he's like a scholar. He, he's an, he's intelligent. He's uh, mm -hmm. he's just a smart son of a bitch. And he's also. Oh, um, I think I'm pretty sure Shy will post this in the video form of this, but she posted a picture in the uh, in the chat. That's the little oh, man boy. right there. He he's just kind he, of a robed figure with a with a torch. He's a powerful psycho. He, he looks shady as fuck. He's super shady looking, but he's actually a great guy. <laughs> I was gonna say he looks like in in every Disney movie. There's the good king, and then there's the evil advisor. He looks like the evil advisor that's gonna fuck everything up. Well, the emperor isn't the greatest of guys, so you could argue he's evil, but. In reality, Fair. no. Malkador is actually quite good. Um, now, being <laughs> an extremely uh, powerful psyker, he was because psychics. There's lots of things you could do as a psyker between like mess with people, but like you can like read minds and shit like that. Oh. You can you can do lots of crazy shit if you're a good enough psyker. Mm -hmm. um, of course, a lot of psychers, like lower level ones, are they they look like they have schizophrenia. They're constantly freaking out and like clawing at themselves because they can't really handle oh. it. Like like oh, low God. level Imperial Guard psychers are constantly like nah, nah, nah. they're all freaked out and shit. They're really weird. Yeah, that that sounds a little freaky. Um, yeah, they're, they're one of the screamy, they're the screamy ones. I watched an old Sam uh, Onella video lately. It's like, oh, if I go full schizo, I hope I'm one of the laughy ones, not one of the screamy ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's one of the screamy I, ones. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be one of the screamy ones either. I want to be one of the laughy, happy, happy go fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Ooh, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that that's not great. Being a psyker is not always fun. Malkador, no. however, is totally fine. Smart man. Um, oh, he okay. was actually the main. I think the he's actually the main grandmaster of the officio assassinorum, and he he created it, which is the assassin temples. Okay, I, I was gonna say, but judging by the name, that sounds like just a shitload of assassins. It is. There are four, uh, no, six separate assassin temples. You can run four of them in game. Um, we'll have an episode on those. They're mm. they're they're cool. They're really cool. 
That's a cool name, man. There are a lot of cool names in this episode, though. <laughs> yeah, there are. Uh, there's a. There's, we'll get. There's some pretty crazy bullshit, but we'll get there. Um. So Malkador, little hard to talk too much about him, but honest to God, Malkador was the closest advisor. Uh, to the emperor he is a, a close friend he goes to him often the emperor's like i don't know what the hell to do man and the akador's like well big emps let me tell you my wisdom and i think that it truly you should like, he's very very like smart very mm -hmm. fucking smart yeah. um in, in fact he's he's quite resilient even as a normal normal man like he once got backhanded by by lorgar oh uh, the Primarch Lorgar, which, which threw him 20 meters into the air. Um, <laughs> but Jesus. he lived and was able to regain his footing, even though he suffered several broken bones. <laughs> but <sighs> he was able to pick a staff up and, like, stand up still. And uh, Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a backhand. I mean, I get it. They're, it's a Primarch, but good God. I mean, yeah. had his head not just come clean off. Well, it was just a backhand. It wasn't like a like a full punch. That's fair, true. But you it know, still sent him how far into the air? Twenty meters. Jesus Christ! I mean, he's tougher than the average human, but he is still just—he's not genetically upgraded, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he's—he's he's nuts. We'll talk more about him eventually, but uh, I wanted to mm -hmm. mention him because Malkador is a pretty important character. And he's been utilizing the assassins to kind of help deal with all those problems and and help mess with like the the techno barbarian areas and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, he's pretty important when we'll talk about the Horus Heresy. Uh, but right. being such an incredibly powerful psyker, um, he's able to assist him in you know different kinds of like foresight and figure out different kinds of of the and mainly talk about the ruinous powers and help stave off some of that kind of stuff. Which is goes into a very important part of the Emperor's Crusade and the new Imperial truth that he did. And this arguably might be, if you had to point to a reason of why the Horus Heresy happened and the Emperor's dingusness, this might be the reason. <laughs> okay. um, the Emperor believed that in order to start, because he understood the powers of chaos. He understood okay. it completely because he... You know, he's the emperor. He's an insanely powerful psyker. He he understands what chaos can do. So mm -hmm. he believes that by having zero religion and by outlawing it, no one can therefore worship chaos because worship is outlawed. Oh, okay. And in that sense, by therefore, the idea is that if you can't worship anything and you can't worship the chaos gods, they'll cease to be to exist. Because they have no worship. They have no conduit. Couldn't he just outlaw worship of chaos gods instead of outlawing worship of everything? Well, he believes that the, the worship, the, the issue comes down to what if you worship a god and you unknowingly are worshiping a chaos oh, god? Oh, that's fair. I hadn't even thought. Okay, that, the, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a slight problem with his methodology, though. By doing this, he didn't tell anyone that chaos existed including all of his sons oh. none of them even know new chaos even fucking existed he didn't oh. tell any of them he didn't tell any oh, of them no he's like so that, long as okay. you don't know then you'll never have a problem but they, he didn't he got, this is easily his biggest folly because in reality lack of worship does not ruin the chaos gods not uh, worshiping something other than the chaos gods is actually where the where you can drain their power. And so oh, he had it backwards. Okay. He oh boy, so he made a big boo boo. He, he made, made a, a big, huge boo boo. <laughs> he made a huge boo -boo. huge fucking boo boo. I, th this is this is also where the this is a big part of like the Magnus plotline too, right? I I I'm, I think because uh, that's one of the few codexes I have is for the Thousand Sons, and I was just. Mm, I know, I know this is going to be a recurring theme. Uh. So, so that is a, actually, yes, we're actually about to talk about that. Uh, hey. So, good old, good old emperor is like, hey, 
Oh, here's, here's a perfect one. The idea is Emp's uh, thought that's saying, hey, gods are real, and if you pray to them, they will give you powers and make you immortal and send you sexy demon ladies. Now, don't do that, okay? <laughs> which which makes wow. sense. Like, don't tell them that these gods of power exist. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it, it's hard. It's like telling your kid that that like not to do drugs. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, like, okay, you could do weed or something and it makes you feel all fun and loose and yada, yada, but don't do that because it's bad or, or I don't, I mean, weed's a bad example, but you, you, you get the point, right? It's Terrible like, example. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I sorry. Yeah. I but my bad. Wrong one. Heroin. We'll go with that one. <laughs> don't do heroin. Ooh, man. We went from one extreme to the other. <laughs> don't do heroin. Yeah, Lorgar. Yeah. Yeah. So also, uh, just as an aside for research, uh, which one of these chaos gods sends you sexy demon ladies? Oh, Solnash, of course. Ah, Ex- except they're 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 also like half. They're like men. They're both. Hey, man, it's it, I don't judge. You do your thing. I, I I didn't. I'm just inquiring. Greenhorn wants to know just for research purposes only. Research purposes. Goddamn. Okay, so um as time goes on and as as things like kind of move on and he brings his sons back and all. So uh, that was a big problem. Um and now things started getting a little bit rough. Uh mm-hmm. as his because all of his legions, you know, they're all different people. And because of that, they all act it's like trying to tell all 20 of your sons not to act out. The Night Lords and the World Eaters, two different legions, they started becoming um a little infamous for okay. terrorism and um oh. <laughs> and and like heavy amounts of murder. Oh god. I mean, I wasn't quite expecting all that. I was like, oh yeah, they became infamous. They, you know, they were a little mean spirited, they weren't really following dad's rules. I wasn't expecting terrorism and murder infamous. They're they're like every Primarch's job was to go out and get more worlds for the Imperium, right? Uh, Just just to get more worlds. Their methods were rough. Gotcha. Quite rough. I can Um, see in the Warhammer world where if Ems is just like, "Hey guys, we need more worlds. Go and go and do my work." How it could maybe some people could maybe take that a little far and be like, "Whoops." Murdered Whoops. a few million people. Got the world though. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus. uh, that fucking hell. It, it truly, it truly ended up becoming a problem. And they, they like the Night Lords are bad people. Um, they, they're not, they're not nice people. The Thousand cool Suns, names, though. Again, cool names. Really Night Lords and the names. World Eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dope the, names, dude. The Thousand Suns. Uh, they in their large pursuit of knowledge. Uh, started using that to t- you go into the form of sorcery, uh, mm. which they did not realize was through the temptations secretly given to them by Zeech. So Magnus mm-hmm. started dabbling in the psychic, which was something that, again, someone didn't tell him. And so he started fucking around with psychic sorcery and powers. And Magnus was becoming a real knowledgeable nerd and, and really learning, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. you know, was actually Zeech being like, here you go. Here you go. Here's some powers, kid. Here you go. Yeah, he, try was, this he sh- was playing with his strings. Try this shit out, man. Let's let's see let's see how it goes. Um, yeah. then, bad uh, parenting. Bad parenting. Bad, so bad parenting. Now, I, now with all this, I want to talk about Lorgar because Lorgar. Okay. If I honestly had to pick, if you forced me to be like, whose fault was it all? I might argue Lorgar. Uh, well, I guess maybe the Emperor. The Emperor. Oh yeah. His his handling Decidedly. of Lorgar, I suppose. Um, so Lorgar was the Primarch of the Word Bearers, and he went to this wonderful planet, and, oh god, Lorgar went to this fancy-pantsy planet, and it turned out that the people on that planet, uh, were quite religious. In fact, the people that oh. he, the planet he was on, worshipped chaos. Oh. Um, <laughs> now, now, they worshipped chaos under much more benevolent ideas, they, they they looked okay. much more like holy and, and godlike, but they worshiped the four gods. Um, okay. Now, for a while, Lorgar was like a he's like a young kid indoctrinated into a faith in the modern day. He's very much just kind of raised up in this super religious area, but he himself kind of had his own idea of the religion. He didn't believe in the four gods. He believed in the one, the singular god. 
uh, that, you know, if there are these four gods, then there must be the one of the gods, right? Like a, a version of these gods. For this, he was abused relentlessly. He was beaten and he was like locked in like closets or less crap. I don't know. Lots of like, jeez, oh, lots of shit that you'd expect someone in this day and age who are fanatically religious to do to their kids if they mm-hmm. didn't believe in it. But he he kept that faith. He kept that idea for so long. And as time kind of went on, he got lots of people devoted to his idea and his concept of the one. There's also this guy named uh, Corferon, I think is his name, Ferion. Uh, basically, it was like his quote unquote, like father slash like religious tutor. Um, mm-hmm. He he still believed, uh, Corferon, he still believed in the four gods, but he was like kind of accepting that there was a one god as well. Basically, mm-hmm. they kept on growing this idea of the of the one. And then this big golden guy named the Emperor shows up, standing like like 10 feet tall, clad in shining golden armor to rescue (laughs) Lorgard. He was like, I found him. Oh. That's the one. He thinks the Emperor is the one. Oh, okay. He is the god, the singular god. Hence why his uh, legion is called the word bearers, bearers of the Emperor's word. Okay. He truly believes the emperor to be a god. He is the god emperor. And every time the emperor was like, hey, don't don't believe in me. Like, hey, I might be like an insanely powerful psyker, 12 feet tall, lived for uh, completely immortal, and and I lead, leading like a million legionnaires of Astaris, but don't worship me as a god, all right? Like, Lorgar's like, yeah, whatever, uh... whatever, god. Whatever you say, god. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, God. God's like, I'm not God. Okay, God. Yeah, whatever, God. Um, loser. Oh, boy. I can see this causing problems, though. <laughs> it absolutely Ooh, does. This already seems like it's a... Mm, the snowball has been pushed down the hill. <laughs> yes. Now, there's this other guy. I want to talk about him real quick. There's a guy called Erebus. Uh, or some people call him Erebus. Um, I talked... I'll do a, Erebus sounds way cooler. Erebus does sound cooler. I told you this before in... Um, in the last or before we started this podcast, I was like, you know that guy in in the Avengers Civil War. I think his name was like Zemo or Zebo or something like that, mm-hmm. um, who was basically like the little invisible hand pushing people around to make them fight yeah, each yeah. other. That's basically Erebus. I don't want to talk much about Erebus because I think that he really Erebus is just an asshole. He's one of those people <laughs> who just was raised as an asshole. He's just a bad guy. He, okay. There's just something evil about him. At a young age, he was manipulative and, and deceitful, and he would do horrible immoral acts. Like, uh, like if I recall, he was that kind of kid who would find a bunch of like scorpions and start like stabbing them for fun and like crushing ants for fun. He's like that kind of kid. Oh, he's so he's the kid that has like the magnifying glass and sunspots a uh, like a little bug. Yeah, and ironically, his parents were like, wow, you're a horrible kid. Why can't you go be like Erebus over there? His name wasn't actually oh. <laughs> his name wasn't actually Erebus. It had a different name. And then he's like, okay, I'll be like Erebus. So he went to Erebus and he strangled him to death and then oh. and then then, then took his identity. <laughs> and then oh. uh, and then he became <laughs> Erebus. That's the most Warhammer thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then he he like left his village and became a priest. And, and, and you know what, where he became a wow. priest at? This crazy place called Colchis, where fucking Lorgar was. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This just keeps getting worse. I know. Fucking er- so, so Erebus is like, everyone in the Horus Heresy is standing on a rickety cliff. And Erebus is just the guy who gives them the tiniest push over. That's why I'm not oh. going to talk too much about him, because he's not like... You could say he's a big deal, but you could also say he's not a big deal. And even without Erebus, they would still be in the situation they're in. You could argue that. Uh, but I do want to mention him because I know if I don't mention him, someone's going to get just going to get so angry at me. Be like, no, it wasn't Lorgar. It was Erebus. Did you forget about Erebus? Like, no, I didn't fucking forget about Erebus. It's just he's not important enough in this situation. Talk to Luton if you him. want to talk about Erebus. Erebus sounds like a prick anyway, so fuck him. Yeah, he is a prick. <laughs> So, Lorgar. So he's like, whatever, God, right? Whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. God. Um, now, I don't actually know if this happened before or after the Emperor left, uh, but I'm going to state this at the time being. At this point, 
all of the people are expanding. Everything's going around. And the Emperor, you know, he's got all of his sons. He's got all of his guys are doing their own thing. And then at that point in time, he found an awesome invention discovery. He found this thing called the Golden Throne, which I think you know about right now. You know about the Golden Throne, oh. right? Uh, yeah, vaguely, it's sure. What he, it's what he's sitting on right now with a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> That's why it, everybody calls him the Corpse Emperor, right? Exactly. He's on the Golden Throne. So there was an old piece of tech from uh, back during the age of uh, technology, back when we had, like, the AI were so insanely powerful that I truly honestly don't know how they won, but um, mm -hmm. there was a piece of tech during that period of time, before the Age of Strife. And what it was, was the Emperor is a channel for psychic energy. And what he could do by working with his golden throat is create his very own form of the webway. The Eldar webway. Oh. And this is, is monumental. So if you have the webway, that means, one, no need for warp travel. Mm -hmm. Which means you can just bypass it entirely because warp is fucking scary, right? Yeah. And two, it's like instantaneously. Imagine you have a giant portal the height of the space needle and like the and like the width of two cities and if you walk through it you immediately instantaneously come out of another likewise portal on the other side of the galaxy and a different planet like that is, this is a big deal it's so handy it, you just bypass everything no travel time no nothing just boop you're just there it's so freaking important and so but he was oh, yeah. he was very scared of interference because using all the psychic power might, you know, there's some people called chaos. They might be like, <laughs> hmm. And so he decided, all right, all my sons, good job, guys. I'm going to go back to Terra and I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. Bye. Uh, I know what the, well, I, I, I know how this goes. Yep. I have that thousand sons codex. I know what happens. Yep. We'll get to that next episode. But oh, okay. He didn't, he, he didn't tell them. He left them stranded. He was just like, all right, keep doing what you're doing. I'm out. And, and he just left. He's like, where are you going, dad? I can't tell you. It's a secret. Uh, you, like, it's not important for you to know. Oh man. Like, More God. examples of worst parenting ever. Worst dad. It, uh, you want, you want to know something crazy? I was looking this up when I was talking, and I, and I was looking at this, and I there's a quote. There's a quote from fucking Emperor that mm -hmm. he specifically stated to uh, Gilliman, the Primarch of the Ultramarines, mm -hmm. and it's, um, like, it's, it's hard to describe it, but um, he was talking, it was something on the lines of, like, like, I do not see you as my son, I, I see you as like a creation. I see you as a tool to the means of an end. Oh, like, he's, he's okay. besides, besides except for Horus, except for Horus, except for Horus, except for Horus. So every everything else, uh, the other ones aren't real. They're they're more like he sees he sees him as like a wrench. Like he it's like oh cool I made this really handy wrench and you're just a tool to help me do a thing and yeah pretty pretty much it's. He's Man, really that's... not good to his sons. He's a he's such a bad dad. Yeah, he's I keep, I know I keep saying that, but man, he is so bad at this. There's also a couple other things that he did that they didn't like. Uh, for instance, he created the like high lords. Well, I don't know about the high lords at the time, but he created like a council of, on Terra, the officio assassinorum, uh, like the the imperial guard guys who run that, like the lawmakers, and none of them involved the space marines. They were all non-space marine based, and so his oh. his legions were pretty not happy with that because they just like conquered the galaxy for him. <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, you don't get." It's basically like you did everything. You don't get a seat at the table. It's it's Oof. super it's super harmful, and that Jesus, that was all. Is... It's so it's so bad. It's so yeah. He's so bad at this. And, and <laughs> what made it even worse is that he in his stead promoted his favorite son, Horus, to War Master, which is basically taking his place, which oh. is, is a fine decision, but the other sons weren't so happy about that. Yeah, they were quite upset. Not... <laughs> Very upset. I, I I would be too. I think anybody in their situation would be. I, I mean, Ooh. your dad basically said, you're my favorite son, the rest of you aren't, and I want you to be the... the it's, you, they got the promotion. The other guys got passed up for the promotion. 
Yep. Angron, Conrad Kurz, Perturabo, three people that, uh, World Leaders, Night Lords, and, uh, Iron Legion. Uh, sorry, um, Iron Warriors. Uh, th those are the other three. You don't, you don't know them. We'll talk about them eventually. Uh, we're, pro we're probably gonna have an episode for each Legion, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, oh, I, I should I mention, real quick, um, remember how I said there's 20 Legions? Mm-hmm. There's 18 now. There's 18 now? Yep. How, how do we, how do we get to 18? I don't know. No, just 18 now? There's, yep. It happened? That's it? That's the the word. <laughs> okay, 18. so... so <laughs> um, okay, so, so the, the concept, I guess originally, at least I think this is what Shy told me, is that Games mm -hmm. Workshop wanted two legions, on uh, one Chaos, one, uh, a, like, Loyalist, and both of them were things that you could create yourself as a way for roleplay. You can create your own legion, you know? Uh -huh. uh, and then people realized that was fucking stupid. So then they basically said they did something so incredibly horrible that their entire memory has been expunged and all records have been deleted. And it is the most effective censoring that the Imperium has ever done. There is no information on them whatsoever. Okay. All That's right. Ro Rogaldor okay. made some joke about, like, if I could have two more legions, and Malkador looked at him with a stern eye and was like, do not even speak of it. And Rogaldor was like, okay, okay, Malkador, don't get your fucking staff in a wad. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. It's, <laughs> that's it's a, weird. That's a great reason for it, I mean. <laughs> so, I'm not quite sure, and so I want to end, not to end this episode, but it mainly, like, set up the Horus Heresy with two specific events. One with Horus mm -hmm. and one with Lorgar. I want to do Horus first, because Lorgar's is rather interesting. So, okay. Horus went to a different planet. And this planet were a bunch of fancy people. I forget what they were called, like the uh, the Interrex. I think they're called the Interrex. Um, okay. He went to this planet, and the the guys there were like they had all this really fancy pantsy shit, fancy artifacts, a really really fancy sword, and all this like a really really fancy sword. And they were talking to people there, and the people were there were like, "Hey, yeah, we we're being really careful because uh, there's this thing called chaos, and they're super bad and evil, and we don't want to talk to, and we don't want them to be around." And, and they, they can, like, they can give you, like, powers, and they can be the undoing of the galaxy. And Horace is like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> well, that's not quite true. He, he didn't quite believe it. He was like, okay. damn, something more powerful than my dad and, like, ruin his powers of the unseen? Well, my dad should have told me about this if it existed. And oh, this is where it starts, eh? It's a little bit problematic. And then after, because the, the Interrex were a little bit hesitant of Horus and his boys. They were kind of like creeped out, but they were pretty, pretty powerful. Um, the Interrex, because the Horus was too, but you know, the Interrex were kind of powerful, but they were a little bit spooked. And then their fancy, super fancy, fancy, fancy sword got stolen. <laughs> Do you want to know who stole it? <laughs> oh, who stole it? It's this guy named Erebus. Of course he did. <laughs> of course it was. Who else? So he just nicked it. And then all of the, the Interrex were like, "You got! I knew you guys couldn't be trusted. You're Chaos Worshippers. And then they had they fought Horus. And Horus oh. and his legions killed them all. Um, Naturally, sure. But he was like, fuck, what the hell? They tell me about these ruinous gods. And then, like, I didn't steal it. And then and then they're like, is it that bad? And they start, he starts getting really freaked out about this kind of shit. And then his dad just yeah. leaves and doesn't tell him why. And then in a battle later on, he actually fights, I think, uh, some Nurgle, Nurgle Undead. Uh, and then one of them shanks him with that same sword. Oh, really? And he's like, what? Because he was like, the, the sword is, is fancy pantsy and like in the dark gods and he gets shanked by the same right. fucking sword. And he's like, wait, what the hell? And in fact, it had such a terrible Nurgle toxin that it, he couldn't, he couldn't heal. He has like inhuman oh. healing, but he was actually starting to die. And oh, so shit. they they like, okay, like uh, Horace is, is dying right now. We need something to save him. And then this cool guy named Erebus in oh, the world him. first chaplain <laughs> Erebus was like, listen, ma'am, I'm just saying you're in a lot of bad shape. I have a healing ritual. It's oh, a fancy no. pantsy ritual. It may work, but it's all we've got. Oh no. And Horace is like <laughs> Horace is like, "Oh god, my insides just fucking do it." Mm -hmm. And so what he did is that he gave Horace an insanely dark vision of the oh, of the Imperium, no. 
the Imperium worshiping his father as a god and his father a corpse on the th- on a throne and and of aliens and chaos and Xenos or I already said aliens and all this crap destroying the galaxy and half of his brothers turned traitor and all this stuff and and they and he believed that this is all because of what the emperor was doing and that the emperor oh. because of the emperor's control over the imperium it would turn the imperium into a horrifying chaos-ridden rule of of false worship and all this stuff being the grand scheme where when he awoke completely healed he was like i need to stop this at all costs oh man so even the heresy was of good intentions he thought truly that the emperor because it made sense like the, the, the dad was being an asshole he yep. wasn't telling he was him off shit. Doing secret shit. Wasn't yep. telling him anything. He just goes off on his own. What's he doing? I don't know. You get this crazy dark vision. I I I, I get it. I get where he's coming from. Also, yeah. again, I I cannot. I, I have to reiterate. Fuck Erebus again. <laughs> he's by such the way. a conniving <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I know. A, he's such a douche. But like I said, like he's the guy who pushes them. But yeah, he is mm-hmm. he is a part of it. Um, yep. but then. At that point, the Chaos Gods, he was now an Asian of the, of Chaos. And uh, oh, truthfully, yeah. he was actually, he had a lot more of himself at that point. He really wasn't that, like, corrupted, so to mm-hmm. speak. But his his deeds were of the gods themselves. You know, obviously, his, yeah. his what he's going to do is what they wanted. Um, so then he went, he began to go out and do his other, his other uh, mischievous things. Of course, mm-hmm. undercover. He was not oh, of course. full of spikes yet, you know, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> no. But before like, where'd you get all those spikes from? Uh, it's like, oh, you know. Ah, it's just uh it's it's just a phase, man. <laughs> Dude, all the so the cast is so edgy. It is really just a phase. But Hot uh, topic Horus, baby. <laughs> but before we end, I want to talk about Lorgar real fast. Cause I mean okay. that entire because um, Erebus is one of Lorgar's chaplains. He is the first chaplain oh, of the okay. Wordbearer's Legion. Um, okay. So that's kind of why he's been around a lot. But and I'm not quite... My timeline is a little bit messed up. I think this might have happened after what I'm about to tell you. I'm, I'm not... The timeline on 40k is fucking impossible. Yeah. Um, but the, the timeline's a little weird, but it's not really important. So Lorgar has been doing his crusading, right? He's been spreading the word of the Emperor with the word bearers. Yeah. And as he's been doing this, the Emperor was realizing, wow, Lorgar, you're, like, really slow. Every three <laughs> planets that you get, everyone else gets ten. Oof, that like, is what, slow. What the shit, man? You're underperforming. So the Emperor went out to see what the hell was going on. And he realized, oh my god, Lorgar, you are not just taking these planets. <laughs> you are religiously converting the entire population unto the belief that I am a god. You are creating churches and fundamental institutionalized (laughs) religion, and anyone who says no is either being, like, maimed in the square or or instantly (laughs) murdered who does not accept me as a god. And therefore, the population has to regrow. And, oh my god, Lorgar, what are you doing? (laughs) So that's the thing is because he's spreading the word of the emperor. He's spreading God. He's creating yeah, he's institutional bearer, religion. Yeah. And so the emperor was so fucking angry because this is the Ooh. thing he's hated the most. This is everything he's hated yeah. every single what he time. specifically told him not to do. Don't worship me as a god. I'm not the one. Stop it. What does he go and do? Let's make everyone believe that he's a god. And worship him, and not only that, but he's underperforming, and he's underperforming. Sure, and it's mm, that seems okay. He's gonna get fucked, isn't he? So, so if so, um, now what? Now what does the emperor do? All right, multiple choice here. There, uh, no, it's. I'm just gonna tell you. This is this is arguably the greatest galactic public spanking I have ever seen. (laughs) Okay. I, oh, so what he decided to do is he took this planet. It's called Monarchia, like Monarch IA, Monarchia. Okay. And he, 
imagine it akin to like Jerusalem. It's like right. the holiest city, the holy, holy city, the holiest city of all time. Mm -hmm. And and he took him, his custodians, Malkador, and uh, Mr. Uh, Robot Gilliman, um, the Primarch of the Ultramarines, and the entire Ultramarines population uh, or or um, chapter, like which is like three hundred thousand Marines, like it's a lot. Um, and he burnt it to the fucking ground. Oh. He he completely raised the city to ash, like the and all of his people, all oh. of his his worshippers, all of his like like religious symbols. He killed them all. He burned he burned Jerusalem. He oh. burned it to the fucking ashes and to the ground. And then he took Lorgar and his entire legion and he had them assemble in the ashes of Monarchia and he forced them to kneel in front of the in front of the Ultramarines, in front of the Emperor, in front oh. of Malkador in the ashes of his holy city and was like you are a fucking disgrace. You are ashamed. I am ashamed to call you my son. You disgust me. You will cease this, this bullshit immediately. I am not a god. You worship a false idol. Fuck you. And then he left. <laughs> Holy shit. And I was like, Big Ems, what are you doing? <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. He raised a holy city to the ground just to, Oh my god. What a savage. It's, I oh, mean, uh, Jesus Christ. Hell. And, and yeah, and so. And so Lorgar won, weren't too fucking pleased. And yo, no kidding. <laughs> and Arab and Arabis was like, yo, yo, dog, I know some gods who will appreciate our worship. Oh, Erebus, you son of a bitch. <laughs> again. In, in that situation, it wouldn't take much of a push to get them to be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe worshiping that Emps is, mm -mm -mm. let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's ditch that and go for something else. Yeah, not, not even, not even the slightest. Like, it completely makes sense in that, in that statement because, <laughs> oh my God. Erebus is just like, you know, I know some other guys and before it can even finish. Yeah, we're in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Damn. It's, uh, it is it is insane how bad of a public fucking spanking that God he did. Damn. It is it's <laughs> ridiculous. And that's that's the thing, is like truly you could have had the issue of of good old uh, Horace turning over, right? You could have Horace's yeah. issue, you could have all these kinds of things. But but the raising of Macarius it is quite a, a situation and at that point it should not surprise you why why Lorgar turned traitor like that that right there I would honestly oh, argue God. was the turning point even if oh, Horus didn't turn Lorgar would have probably just been the new the different Horus the new Horus oh 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 god yeah like at that point after such an insane public humiliation of everything that he had held dear and cherished and worshipped did that. It's, yeah, not a huge surprise that he was like, you know, maybe chaos. Yeah, he's like, no, I got some guys that'll actually give a shit about us worshipping them. Yeah. And, and and Shy mentioned, like, yeah, Ultramarines and word bearers don't get along. Uh, because <laughs> <No kidding. laughs> Just a little bit. Um, actually, say. I want to read a quick, a quick quote that I think is interesting. Um, right. Lorgar wrote a book, the Book of Lorgar, which is the uh, first canticle of, of chaos. And the book of Lorgar says, and I quote, all I ever wanted was the truth. Remember those words as you read the ones that follow. I never set out to topple my father's kingdom of lies from a sense of misplaced pride. I never wanted to bleed the species to its marrow, reaving half the galaxy clean of human life in this bitter crusade. I never desired any of this, though I know the reasons for which it must be done. But all I ever wanted was the truth. And ironically, uh, the we haven't talked about the Horus Heresy yet, but um, spoiler alert, uh, Lorgar is still alive. Um, yeah. Like, in, yeah. in current times, he is still alive. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, we don't, like, have a model for him. We don't know where the hell he is. Uh, I think he's but a... he I think, exists. Yeah, I think he's a... I think he might be a Chaos Primarch right now. Like a Demon Prince oh. or de Demon Primarch, kind of like Magnus is, but we don't know what he looks mm -hmm. like or where he is or anything. Um... But yeah, so Horus 
has been tricked into a vision of destruction. Lorgar is fucking infuriated. Yeah, he should. As yep. Mm -hmm. A big M checks out. Big M's is bailed, and he's working on his own thing, and the rest of his sons aren't too pleased. And for the next and final episode of this these three-parter, uh, Horus is going to go talk to his brothers. Shit is about to get real. And we will discuss that in the next one. Uh, oh, any, such, any, such a tease. Any questions, DK? I feel like we should end this episode if you have anything I can clarify on to help. Um, this is a lot. Really, I, like I feel like this is just like, hey, Emperor did a lot of things pretty poorly. A lot of, a lot of hindsight is twenty twenty stuff. But it's like, man, you should have seen this coming. Like this, it doesn't take a psyker that can see into the future and read people's minds to to ascertain. where where all of this was leading. It's crazy how bad he is at this. Like, this whole Horus Heresy thing, it is, it's, it's Emp's fault. (laughs) There's so many, there's so many points along this setup where he could have just nipped it in the bud. And he doesn't! It's, it's a kind of an interesting concept about, like, like, how do I explain it? Compassion. Like it's the it's the idea that the emperor, being the avatar of humanity, is arguably one of the least human, in both the way he acts and the way like like Necrons have more emotions than he do. Seriously, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Shai said it's basically agreed upon that even without chaos, Horus heresy would still happen. Yeah, it would just it would just have been like a mutiny as opposed to yeah. a uh, like a huge. It would just been a different re. Yeah, he just you would, he just wouldn't have been worshiping chaos. He still would have probably turned on Emps for whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of a. I mean, there's there's a lot of similarities in satire that go along with with Warhammer. Uh, there's a there's a reason the Emperor looks like Jesus. Um, there's a reason why really? he, why he died, no. and 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 there's and then like everyone versus we're, there's always that con. Like obviously, I'm not a religious person, so I don't know much about the Bible and all. But there's that con. Sure. There's that prevailing theory that like Jesus himself didn't want to be worshipped. Like the idea that he is is like mm-hmm. worshipped as a god is like the thing he wouldn't want because he's trying to give stuff to the people or blah 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 blah. The idea mm-hmm. the emperor doesn't want any religion. He's now worshipped as a god. The irony. Like I'm, yeah. I, I can't really go too far into that because I don't fucking know it. But you can kind of see the irony that they're trying to spin along yeah, with our with our giant right. muscular fucking uh, space marines. Mm-hmm. It's a good combination yeah. of a little bit of a uh, of of commentary combined with just fucking nerd out gothic <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> uh, also, fair. also, you know, the emperor like without the, the fact that he is such a bad dad, but he's the same time like okay. With the concept with a lack of compassion, a lack of understanding, a lack of caring is actually what ended up becoming his downfall when he in reality thought that it would be what saved him. So there's some good irony in there, you know? Yeah, that's some solid irony, you know? It's the free ride that you just didn't take. That's a good one. It's a, you know, it's a, anyway. It's it's a fair enough statement. I get it. (laughs) But yeah, big, big, that's. Oh, Biggie go ahead, go ahead. dumb. Big D, Biggie, Biggie got problems. Biggie not smart at times. Very dumb. Yep. And Fuck. shit's about to get way worse for him too, isn't it? Uh, oh, God. Um, yeah, you know, I think it will. Uh, I'm glad that we set that up because as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we'll be even talking about Erebus anymore. I think that's all of Erebus. Good. I, Fuck him. Yeah, he's, he's a <laughs> shithead. I, I think he's, yeah, I think that's it. He's just like, he's the guy that kind of, you know, he just pushed them a little bit. But after mm-hmm. this, I think it's all, it's all Horus, it's all Lorgar, it's all like the Emps and Sanguinius, and we're talking a little bit about that. It, it, well, we'll talk a lot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh yeah. Shy made a good point. Ironically, everything that Erebus did, the the Chaos Gods like didn't give him anything. <laughs> you know, I wonder, like, for the way Erebus sounds. Sewing all of this and knowing that he was a pivotal part of all this fuckery, that was probably the only reward that he really needed. Oh no, like, he, he he wanted he wanted more. 
He wanted more. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. he wanted to become a god. He's fucking Erebus. He's like, I chaos powers make me immortal. Make me make me insane. Do all the crazy I, I, shit for me. I thought Erebus was just like a sadist, and he was just like, yeah, I fucking did all this shit. Fuck you, well, Emsis, well, this is me, baby. That too, but he he wants the the ability to do more. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He, he, he just wants sounds the like power. Such a fuck rat. He he is uh, <laughs> really a douche. Yeah, the, um, I, I do not like Erebus. I don't know if you could tell. No one, no one does. He's he's a man child. He's a petulant man child. <laughs> um, honestly, there's actually another guy that I'd argue is about as bad as Erebus. His name is Typhus. Um, mm. Typhus is a whole new dude, uh, and that really. Well, he's like the where if Erebus was um, for the the word bearers, Typhus is Erebus for the Death Guard. Um, oh. Typhus is actually a model you can actually use on on tabletop right now, and he fucks. <laughs> he he not only is he an awesome model, like he looks incredible. Wait, Erebus is a model too? Oh shit, I had no idea. He's probably the prime target for everyone. Because fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I think it's because nobody plays If I saw Erebus on bears. the field and I was playing, I'd be like, look, I'm going after him. He's dying first. Yeah, he's a douche. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> yes, we'll probably talk a little bit about Typhus uh, during the Death Guard episode. That man is, mm. a, is a shithead, but we'll, well, that'll be later. Anyway, that was the Great Crusade and the Sowings of Heresy. Uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it because this is uh, it's exciting. This is when we get into the big shit. Yeah, it's 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 ramping up like even even not knowing everything that's going to happen. I'm just like, yo, shit is about to get wild. Like all the seeds are there. Uh, oof, boy, there's about to be a big explosion. Oh, um, yeah, there so is. I am. I am ready for it. I am anxious for the next episode, which hopefully will start being on a weekly basis. If you go to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, right? Hey, shit! If, I, if I'm being truthfully honest, if we can get it to uh, to a thousand before the two week time frame is up, like the the moment if the Patreon reaches one k, the moment it does, we'll probably just like get a message from Shy like we have one k, we gotta film tomorrow. We're like, okay, <laughs> let's go. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm down. Um, yeah, anytime, anywhere. Like this is like the most. This is this is probably the most fun content I make. All month, you know, is these like two week intervals of doing these uh, podcast recordings. So I if I could do it every week, pfft, sign my ass up. I'm glad it is really, really fun. And, and honestly, these parts are actually the parts that uh, I struggle with the most. I really like talking about characters and talking about like individual factions. So this mm -hmm. part, these things are actually not my forte, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, but OK, once we're done with like all the background lore and they're like, all right, we're doing an episode on uh, on the Age of Apostasy. Like, I am so fucking hyped for the Age of Apostasy. <laughs> I am so excited. I'm gonna. This is gonna be like a two hour long fucking episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's the Age um, of Apostasy sounds like a fuck time. It's like, uh, that it's sound, a it does not sound fun. <laughs> it, it is um uh when the Sisters of Battle became a thing. Ah, those are your girls, right? They are. I'm so excited. This is okay. We're we're going too far on the time limit right now. We're going too right, far. Right, right, you're right. You're um, right. You're right. You're right. Thank you're right. to all of our wonderful viewers and patrons. You are absolutely fantastic. This has been growing at an exponential rate that we never thought would be going this quickly. Especially because you know, lots of 40k podcasts are like three hours long when it comes to lore and. I mean, obviously, we don't want to bag on them, but it, it can be really difficult if you don't, if you, unless you're already familiar. But we're really mm -hmm. happy that we can help you get a jumping off point. Besides that, thank you to all of you so much. Uh, please check us out on the Depths Ridiculous, uh, as we said, on Patreon. Also, we have the YouTube channel. If you're not watching there, if you're listening to the normal podcast and you're like, oh man, I wish this was on YouTube, it is. Uh, Adept is ridiculous on YouTube. We upload every episode. We also have some fun art in there as well. If you're if you want some uh, visual representations of the things that I'm talking about, and you're like, oh, I wonder what that looks like. Uh, Shy tends to put stuff in there, so that's pretty yep. cool. Uh, besides and you can that, see all of our minis. Yes, that too. We made a video on our minis. Um, I gotta make a better video of mine, but I, I had very little time. Um, Yours are sick, dude. Thanks, dude. I'm actually I'm really proud of some of my sister stuff. They're real slick. Um, and then after that, uh, also check out the Twitter as well. That's ridiculous uh, on Twitter. And if you are a patron, make sure to uh, make sure you link your Discord so you can come on over to the Discord. It's actually quite bumping. There's a lot of people talking okay. around here. 
There's always a good conversation in the Discord. Absolutely. Uh, DK, where can they find you? Uh, DK Diamantes on everything except Instagram, where I'm real DK Diamantes. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed. This is so much fun. Can't wait for the next episode where everything goes to shit. Where can they find you, Bricky? Oh, uh, you know, I'm on Bricky everywhere. Twitch.tv slash Bricky. YouTube.com Bricky. Twitter at Bricky. Instagram Bricky IG. Fuck. Damn, so that branding, though. So close. So I, had, I, had, I had to pay a few people. <laughs> it's all right. I, I do. I do what I had to do. I need to get really big on Instagram so I can like force the other person out. <laughs> do it for the brand, man. Do I it have, for the brand. Okay, and also you could check out Quiet Shy on her YouTube channel, Twitter, and so on. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next episode for the Horus Heresy. Oh boy. Oh. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>